Welcome to episode 56 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's Saturday, people. Saturday, the 16th of November, 2000, 2019. Uh, how are you all doing out there? Uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good week, people. Uh, I've had a busy one this week. Uh, I ain't going to lie to you. Why would I? Why would you lie, Ben? You're trying to uh, leave it all open with the truth. Um it's been a busy uh, week this week, gig-wise. Um, I was in London on Wednesday. Thursday, Oswestry. Last night, I was in... Fuck knows. Where was I? Loughborough. That's it. For some uh, some fucking golf club or something. Uh, it was. Um, it's been... Um, yeah, it's been a busy old week this week. Um, flat out, sort of like every day. Uh, gigging, writing material, stuff like that. The same old shit, week in, week out, innit? So I'm giving myself a week off next week. Boom! I know. Um, Just to get some writing done. And to get my fucking decorating finished. Finally! I know, it's still going on. It's the decorating saga. What's that, three weeks, four weeks? Who knows? Who knows? Who's keeping count? Who's keeping count out there? Um... But yeah, it's been a nice week with uh, with gigs this week. I did uh, Top Secret in London on Wednesday, which is without doubt, without doubt, uh, the uh, best clip, uh, clip, uh, <laughs> best clip, best club in the country. Um, without doubt, it's such a pleasure to play that fucking gig, man. The lineup was fucking amazing. Um, you do, um, it was totally sold out like uh they've got a gig upstairs and downstairs um upstairs is they've they seem to extend it upstairs now so like it's a bigger room upstairs to get more bums on seats man more of an atmosphere um so you do upstairs at that club and then you're immediately on stage downstairs as well which is a bit weird um because you think fucking hell have i said this stuff before uh, and it was like running through newer bits, um, which went well. Uh, they record it now as well, so I'm going to uh, put a couple of those videos up on YouTube. Um, uh, just a few little, like, uh, little, little tiny two, three-minute videos or whatever of the sets I did there because the uh, video is a little bit broken up. It's not complete. Uh, so I'll just uh, stick those up for your viewing pleasure. Um, but it's such a fucking nice gig. It's always a bit of a nightmare going down to London and the fucking M1, uh, the motorway, the main motorway that goes down to London, goes from the north right down um, to the start of uh, to North London, uh, the north of England to North London. And um, that was fucking chock-a-block. So I had to go all around the houses and uh, it's been pissing it down all week. So avoiding the flood areas that I didn't manage to do on the way back from the fucking gig on Thursday night from Oswestry, I got within three miles of my house. And the M1, uh, the exit I come off at Junction 16, it was fucking closed back into Northampton. So I had to go all around the houses. And fuck me, man. Jesus. I felt like uh, James Bond in The Spy Who Loved Me. You know, when the old uh, car drives, drives off the old jetty and straight into the water. The Lotus, the White Lotus Esprit, that classic car uh, from the Roger Moore days, uh, drove straight into the water. I felt like that fucker. 
Jesus Christ. I had to go around like a place called Floor near me, which is a little village. And I thought, oh, I can get around there. It's adding about 20 minutes to my journey, but fuck it. I can get around there. All I wanted that night, I was on the phone to uh, another comic that night. And I said, all I want to do is go home, have a fucking chip butty, chip sandwich, potatoes, uh, fries, as you would say in America or anyone who uses that. All I want is a chip butty. That's all I want. That's all I wanted on the way home. It's weird how on the way home from gigs you get fucking obsessed with shit. And uh, that's all I wanted. And went around this back road and it looked like it wasn't that deep, the water. It was just running off like the fields and everything. And I thought, fuck it, I'll risk it. I'll just go down this road. And it was like, it was on a, a bit of a decline and uh, came up the other side. And I thought, ah, it doesn't look that deep. I hit the water and my headlights. <laughs> fuck me, man. How to shit yourself immediately. I had the window down and my headlights immediately went into the water. And I was in second gear going around this corner. And I had to ram it into first and just fucking blast it through this water. And uh, it was coming up over the bonnet. It was like virtually at the window level. And I was like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> Managed to get through. And then uh, there was a car that came in the other way. And I had to go on the wrong side of the road um, to get through the water. And managed to get through. The old blue bullet was uh, um, fucking spluttering and coughing. It was like a, an asthmatic in a fucking, uh, in a smoking room. It was just coughing, spluttering and managed to get it through. And the steam coming off the fucking bonnet of the car. Um, it's a surreal feeling when you're driving and you see your headlights actually illuminating the water from underneath the water. It was something like out of the abyss. Um, but I managed to get through that bit. And then there's, there's the car coming the other way. And he flashes me. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. I had to go on the other side of the road. And he keeps flashing me like that. And I was like, okay, you try and get through that water then. And thought I was in safety. And then I turned the next corner. And it's the same. And I'm stuck between the two. It's not an easy dilemma to deal with that. Do you go on or do you go back through the shit? Because it looked deeper from where it was, from where I was uh, uh, sat, like with this steam coming off my bonnet. It was all very dramatic, people. Uh, and do you go back or do you go on? That's it. That's the choice you make, isn't it? In a lot of things in life, getting philosophical here, in a lot of things in life, do you keep plowing on and get through it or do you go back and admit defeat? Um, that's many an argument I've had uh, over the years. Um, <laughs> right there in that metaphor. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm sitting there just waiting, just weighing this up, watching all this steam coming off my bonnet, and I'm thinking, oh, fucking hell. I'm going to turn into one of those people. You know those people you see in flood areas and you see a car that's tried to get through the flood and the guy's standing on the fucking roof? being helped by uh, the fire brigade who have, like, turned up in a rugby dinghy, and you've got that. And I thought, ah, oh, that guy's going to be me, man. It's going to be me. I know it. And uh, just as I'm sitting there in that, like, I don't know where it came from, but uh, there was a bus. 
This is, bearing in mind, this is 12.30 at night. This is in the middle of the sticks out in the country. Um, a bus came on the other side of the road and um, it said out of service on it. It wasn't in service and it was on the other side of the road just and stopped just before this um, water as well. Obviously contemplating and weighing up uh, whether he could get a bus through there or not. And he went through and just as he went through, I uh, from the opposite direction, uh, I just nipped in just behind him. He sort of like parted the waves like fucking Moses for me and I managed to get through. But if that bus hadn't come along, uh, I'd have been completely fucked. Um, Through my own ego of going, yeah, we can get through this. Not realising that I've got a car that's like 10 years old and almost 180,000 miles. And and probably wasn't up to the task. It's like, it's not a four by four. It's it's barely, it's barely a two-wheel drive car at the moment. That's what it is. Barely that. Yeah, barely, barely a two-wheel drive car at the minute, and um, it's uh, it managed to fucking pull through. Thank fuck for that. The, the uh, uh, other comic I was on the phone with said, I could hear the fucking waves <laughs> coming and the old engine revving as I went through. Jesus fucking Christ, man. The exhilaration of that getting the other side, though. And it was like, it's one of those touch-and-go situations. It was a near near death of car experience. When the fucking waves come over the fucking bonnet, I thought, oh, I'm fucked. I am so fucked. You're such an idiot. Why did you do this? Um, but getting through that, Jesus Christ. And then uh, the car was just squealing all the way home because the fan belt must have got wet or something. The next day when I started it up, I started it up and it just went, Wee! just started squealing. The old fan belt, because it must have still been wet from the night before. But Jesus Christ, man. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I, I just... The, the floods coming off the fields were just horrendous. And um, and then I had to back road it all the way round, back to the back of my house, and um, come out the back end where I usually come in. And uh, I was just praying to God there wasn't any more like deeper water on any of those roads because I'd have had to go back. I'd have been completely fucked, completely screwed. And I have total empathy at that moment. While I was going through the floods, I had complete empathy for anybody who's uh, uh, who's had their house flooded out in these floods um, uh, this time round. I know people have been evacuated, particularly in Northampton and that sort of thing. It always floods down by Billing Mill. Uh, there's a place called Billing Mill where there's like a camping site uh, down there where people have like, you know, it's like a trailer park, isn't it? That sort of thing. And um, I know they've been evacuated from there. And I had complete empathy with those people whilst I was driving through the water. And then when I got to the other side, I thought, fucking losers. <laughs> But, um, oh, fucking hell. My mum was, I told my mum this story. He was freaking out completely, saying, you could have been drowned. Uh, it didn't get that bad. But it was up to, virtually up to the window of the car. And I had to roll the window up. And uh, fuck knows how I got through, because my engine and everything must have been, um, 
must have been underwater because the amount of fucking steam coming off it where the water just hit the engine, obviously the engine's hot, and just the steam coming up from underneath the bonnet and that. Fuck me. Um, but it was pretty much one of the most exhilarating feelings I've had in a car. Uh, telling my mum about this, she was freaking out, obviously. Um, uh, you know, like, she was there ordering a coffin and shit for the next time I do it. But um, uh, And then started going on, you must have had a guardian angel. Uh, th- that bus coming along, you must have a guardian angel. Where was that guardian angel then? What, what's the, when I got done for drink driving and somebody punched me in the face repeatedly? Where was he then? He'd take the night off. <laughs> was he on holiday that night, mother? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in all that. All that guardian angel shit. Like, uh, you know, it's all it's all a bit... Um, uh, it's all a bit uh, Christmas filmy, isn't it? It's a wonderful life. It's all a bit that. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but whatever. The timing of that fucking bus that was out of service. It's 12.30 at night, nearly one o'clock in the morning, and there's a fucking bus going around the back lanes. It was just uh, fortuitous. I think that's the term, isn't it? Fortuitous. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, fuck me, man. If I'd have got stuck there, I'd have been fucked. Standing on my roof, having to ring, probably not getting a signal because it's in the middle of arse end of nowhere. Uh, in a, You know, outside, on the periphery of a little village. Didn't know what road I was on. Fucking hell, man. It could have gone fucking pear-shaped, but... Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It was uh, it was a hell of a journey home anyway from Oswestry. And then last night um, uh, on the way home uh, from the gig at uh, that golf club. Gig, gig at the golf club was all right. They were a bit weird, uh, a bit touchy. Uh, but it went, it went all right. It started really nicely. And then uh, I mentioned something about suicide and uh, they uh, went a bit cold. And then it was constantly trying to get them back from that. But uh, there was people there who enjoyed it or whatever. But on the way back from there, I had to drop another comic at the... Because <laughs> trying to build up my fucking karma points from the night before that got knocked back a bit. I dropped another comic at the train station in Loughborough. And um, on the way back from there, there was, uh, again, a flooded road. Uh, and I just went, I fucking... I, hey, I ain't uh, too proud to admit it, people. I fucking bottled it. I know. I shut it out uh, and just went, I'm not sure the old blue bullet can take uh, two nights on the trot being an aqua car. Uh, I think I've got enough out of it uh, as I can. And we had to do a Yui and turn around because I fucking bottled it. It probably wasn't It's so fucking hard to tell how deep fucking water is because the road can just dip down and then it, it looks flat, obviously. Uh, but I didn't fancy careening into there and uh, having to make a swim for it with another comic in the car as well. And just leaving them, obviously. Just leaving them. Save yourself, Ben, isn't it? You know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I had to do a U-turn and fucking turn around and then go around the houses uh, again. But, uh, yeah, I, I proper shut it out. Uh, last night, I was like, no, I ain't even going down there. It looks too fucking flooded. But uh, 
Apparently, the floods uh, up north and that and down south have been a lot worse. People's houses being flooded and stuff like that. But as I say, you know, it's not happened to me. Has it? The old uh, the old uh, blue bullet pulled through for me. It's probably fucked. It's going to break down in a week, isn't it? You know that. You know that. You know that. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was my exciting flood, um, flood experience this week. Um, which was, uh, just fucking got away with it. And you're just thinking, this is going to cost me money. When it started squealing the car the next day, I thought, oh, fuck something. Oh, fuck something. And I just getting through, um, but it seems all right at the minute. So that's the main thing. Um, the old guardian angel, old Clarence from, uh, from it's a wonderful life. Uh, help me out there. Uh, yeah, so it's been kind of a weird week, um, this week with regards to that. Uh, I've also had to be buying presents this week as well. What do you do? How do you, um, I don't know. I my nephew's like 12 years old, 12 years old, difficult age to buy for, isn't it? You know, when I was a 12 year old kid or whatever, I remember getting shit presents for my uncle. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, no shit presents from, uh, fucking, um, family members and you're just like uh oh god i don't want to be that guy you know what i mean i don't want to be the guy who gets the shit present so uh i've because kids have got everything these days aren't they they're living the fucking dream kids these days aren't they and still complaining about shit everything they've got they will not know the torture we had of four fucking channels on tv when we were kids you know you wait for a fucking video game to uh, computer games as they were there. A tape-loading computer game. That's what I had. I had a Spectrum Plus 2, which was tape-loading, grey in colour, tape-loading. And you'd wait a fucking hour for this. But it seemed like an hour anyway. It was probably 10 minutes. Uh, I don't know. It seems longer. You'd wait for it. You'd listen to that. Wee, wee. That fucking startup um, when it was playing and see all the shit coming on the screen and see it gradually, the screen like filling. And it was a black and white TV we had connected to it as well. So we didn't have the wonders of even colour because our spare TV in my room was like a, uh, a black and white TV. I know. I remember, like, up until the age of fucking 15, 16, I had a tiny little black and white TV in my room. I know. Shitty little plastic thing that you used to be able to take around with you with an aerial on that you'd never... It was meant to be a... <laughs> that was the thing. It was meant to be, like, a mobile TV that you could take around with you. You could put batteries in it and stuff like that. But you could never get a signal with a fucking aerial it had. So it just used to sit on the side by my bed. I had a headphone socket and I used to watch it late at night and trying to be as quiet as possible as my dad was getting up for several pisses in the night, which is now what I have inherited the last few weeks. Fucking hell. Jesus. That's my ritual. That is about 1.30 in the morning just going to the bathroom. I might as well set a timer alarm just to, uh, not that I need to wake up, be woken up for it. But anyway, where were we going on? Uh, we're going on about, uh, yeah, buying uh, 
yeah, so, you know, you don't want to be the shit uncle who fucking buys the shit present. So I've been trying to track down what can buy a 12-year-old. 12-year-old's difficult age because they haven't gone into that teenage years yet, have they? Where they're all fucking worried about what they look like and, you know, they're just about discovering girls at the age of 12, aren't they? So they're just pre-sort of like, they've still got their confidence. They're not like, oh, God. Yeah, so I got him uh, like a little cool top to wear uh, rather than anything else. I'd have loved it. There was loads of shit I saw that I thought it'd be probably already got that. Kids have got everything these days, haven't they? I don't know. Some kids haven't, have they? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Some kids are quite poor, aren't they? But um, I don't know. So I've had to track down a few presents and shit like that for him. Um, I've had a bit of an update on the old hernia. Oh, fuck me, man. I've had a right result with that. Um, I've got a letter sent through from the hospital. This is what's been going on. Uh, I've had a letter sent through from the hospital. And they said, do you want it done at an NHS hospital or a private hospital? What the fuck? I take it all back what I said about supporting the NHS. And that's <laughs> the chance to go into a fucking nicer hospital that's like a fucking hotel. The Three Shires in Northampton, um, which is essentially, uh, essentially like a hotel. My mum had a knee done there years ago. And it's fucking lovely. Or be surrounded by people moaning and fucking shouting out and all that shit. Fuck that shit. My socialism only goes so far until I get a fucking upgrade. <laughs> and then I'm on your own. You're on your own, fucking suckers. I'm going private. Uh, yeah, so I uh, get, get to have it done at a, um, a private hospital. So I've got to go down there. The letter came through the other day. I've got to go down there in a couple of weeks to uh, get that sorted out. And hopefully I don't get bumped to the scummy NHS. And I can live the life of luxury, sweethearts. Um, isn't that amazing? How that can change. How your perception of things. When, you, when you've when you got half a chance of getting an upgrade on something. And you think, fuck that, I'm taking it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So hopefully uh, that'll come through. Uh, it says uh, the target is to get you done in 16 weeks. Uh, but uh, that seems like fucking ages. And this letter's come through really quickly. So hopefully it looks like they're pushing us through a little bit. And I can get the old lump sorted out. And then back to my best. That's it. Until the inevitable heart attack in about 10 years time. Who knows? Who knows? That's something to look forward to. Uh, yeah. Talking about heart attacks and people being murdered. <laughs> it's come out this week, isn't it? Uh, the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Oh man, sorry, I'm having a I'm having a glass of wine tonight. By the way, that's why you notice I haven't um, I haven't uh, cut off the old uh, tea break at any point. It's because I'm not drinking tea. I've got a bit of white Zinfandel. Dangerous, man. Dangerous. Tastes like fucking pop, doesn't it? Um, and I'm I'm the worst sort of drinker as well. Years ago, uh, before I started stand-up and that, uh, in my 20s, I spent most of my 20s drinking in a pub at night. I know. I know. And it was a rough old pub. Um, but I had very little direction in my life and thought it was 
best to, uh, with my personality and the way I think, it was best to self-medicate uh, with alcohol. <laughs> is that what they call it these days? Self-medicating? Is it? That's what they say, isn't it? They they don't admit to getting pissed, do they? They're self-medicating because uh, they can't cope with life, man. Uh, but the legacy that is uh, left over from those drinking days is that I am a fucking greedy drinker when I get going. I'm a right drinker, I think. I'm quite a happy drunk. Um, not particularly um, aggressive or anything like that. I'm actually more chilled out when I've had a drink uh, <laughs> than in normal life. Ah, fucking hell. Uh, aggressive this week, somebody knocking on the door at half, half one to fucking come around and sell me something. Gotta fuck you. Um, that's when I'm sober. That's what happens when I'm sober. When I'm chilled out, when I've had a drink, I'm a little bit more chilled out, a little bit more relaxed. Um, but I'm fucking greedy. Uh, that's the worst thing about it. And it ain't binge drinking or anything like that. It's, uh, it's just being fucking greedy. I'll just fucking knock them back. Um, so I've had one... I'm limiting myself tonight while I do this podcast to one glass of wine. I know. Um, but I've still got that little voice in my head just going, well, one, two... What's the difference between one and two? There's not a lot of difference between that, Ben. Treat yourself to a second one. And then it works out that the whole bottle's gone and I'm just, like, crashed out on the floor. The podcast is still going. It's a four-hour podcast now with uh, the last three and a half hours of just silence and me snoring. <laughs> It'll be the ultimate ASMR um, episode of just me snoring and uh, obviously waking up after those four hours needing a fucking piss. Ah, oh, dear. Uh, yeah, so anyway, back to the Jeffrey Epstein thing, which looks like murder now. Really, Ben? Was there any doubt? Uh, somebody's, uh, somebody's, uh, some pathologist. Pathologist? Is that it? I don't know. Um, who was the, uh, it was, uh, who was the fucking pathologist? Was it a pathologist? Quincy. Was that it? Um, was he a pathologist? I don't know. Anyway, somebody who does the autopsy, who was in on the autopsy of the Jeffrey M. Stein thing and just went, yeah, he's had his fucking neck broke. Um, and it wasn't suicide. Uh, it's just too many things. I, I don't know. If it is fucking murder, there's too many things in there. There's too many. The cops fall asleep while it was happening, and then the cameras mysteriously stop working. Um, really? I mean, it's just too obvious, isn't it? Surely it's too obvious, that is, isn't it? It's like the grassy knoll all over again. Um, fucking hell, man. Uh, that's the thing, when you've got shit on people who are, like, uh, um, very powerful people, you ain't going to hang around for long, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's come out this week, so that was quite, uh, you know, everybody knows it anyway, didn't they? But uh, they'll try and distract you with uh, with other things. Uh, what are we on? Fucking Jesus Christ. I'm on 27 minutes already. I have it. You, you see, this is what happens when I have a like wine. Although I am, uh, <laughs> although I'm, uh, actually quite laid back. I fucking don't have chat. Uh, 
man. Uh, let's move on to a uh, a news story. This is it. Penis related mo- news story of the week. Um, let's have a look. Uh, this is it. Boy stuck 31 magnetic balls up his penis while uh, which got stuck in his bladder for 70 days. Jesus, that geezer. That is a lad who uh, this was a boy who did this. Um, this is a lad who needs a fucking hobby, man. You know, get this geezer a football, do a few kick-ups, I don't know. Little bit of, you know, pens, pencils, something like that, a little bit of drawing. You know, you can't st- stay in your bedroom <laughs> sticking magnetic balls, uh, 12-year-old boy, uh, into your fucking cock. Uh, these are the 31, there's a picture as well, right? Oh, man, they look rank. They've been up there 70 days. Jesus, there's piss coming over them. They don't look... They're still magnetised. <laughs> That's the main thing. Uh, these are the 31 magnetic balls that were inside a 12-year-old boy's bladder after he got them stuck up his penis. The child said he forced them up there uh, while exploring his anatomy. No shit. You know, like, everyone's curious at the age of... They, hey, Let's hope uh, this isn't a thing that takes off with 12-year-old boys. I should have got my fucking nephew (laughs) some magnetic balls. (laughs) Rather than a fucking Tommy Hilfiger top. Uh, Bucky balls are popular play toys uh, sold in the form of metal spheres, which can be stacked into any shape. They can be stacked into penis shape by the sounds of it. Urologist, ah, this is amazing. I didn't even read this before. It didn't even clock with me. Uh, the name of the uro- urologist, urologist Dr. Wang Jun. <laughs> now, that is a guy who um, is uh, born to work as a urologist, Dr. Wang. Uh, we're very difficult to retrieve due to their magnetic properties. Surely you just put a magnet in and they'd all like fucking um, stick to something, wouldn't they? Uh, he said they tend to slip when uh, trying to grasp them or they form a large ball-shaped cluster. Fucking hell, they've got an X-ray there. Mm, man, that is a large ball-shaped cluster. Um, Jesus Christ, fucking hell, man. At first, it was not immediately clear to medics what was causing the young patient's abdominal pains. Dr. Wang, <laughs> fucking, that's amazing, man. <laughs> It didn't appear to us to be a gastrointestinal uh, problem, so we pulled him aside and asked him, what you been shoving down there, you dirty little fuck? <laughs> he admitted that about 70 days early, inserted buckyballs into his urethra. Good old boy. Uh, in the end, doctors had to fill the bull's bladder uh, with air to make it easier to locate and grab the buckyballs. The boy from Huan, capital of China's, here we go. Uh, Hubei province is expected to make a full recovery until he goes back to school. That's it. You see, stories like this in the in the press, there is no such thing as uh, patient confidentiality, is there? I'm reading this happened in China. I know about this in England. You know that story has travelled. That boy's not telling anyone, is he? His parents ain't fucking telling anyone. That geezer is going to get hammered when he goes back to school. He's going to be, he's going to have, be covered in buckyballs. Everything he opens, he opens his pencil case. It's going to be full of buckyballs. Bag, fucking football trainers. 
Ah, oh, fucking hell, man. Jesus. There's better ways to explore your anatomy than that, me old son, isn't there? <laughs> fucking hell. Jesus. Oh, dear. 12 years old, God knows what he's going to be doing at the age of fucking 19. What is, the amount of shit that's going to go down his urethra over the years. That ain't going to stop there, I tell you. Um, I don't know. Anyway, 32 minutes. That, oh, fucking hell, I haven't had time. I've rambled on that much uh, today. I haven't had time to do any advertising. Uh, anyway, that was episode 56 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, if you can give us a like, uh, review on um, Apple um, and iTunes, that would be nice. Um, and, uh, if you've got any questions or anything, uh, or anything you want to comment about, uh, just give us a email, uh, email is podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Uh, uh, that was episode 56 people. I'll be checking back in with you on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, motherfuckers. I'll speak to you then. <laughs>